0: i I definitely
1: think the monocle would be a really good bit i'm trying to have more bits in 2024 Mm -hmm. maybe this is like a weird selfish desire for people to remember me but i always want someone to have like a funny story about me hopefully not at my expense hopefully not something bad or weird that i do oh yeah but for the plot exactly for the plot exactly
2: i'm a for the plot girly the thing is is i'm joking about the monocle but when i tell you i'm actually gonna end up using it <laughs> we're both i our heads heads bad, no, she, not she, she
0: definitely put that in the
2: cart and um it's gonna happen. the thing is, is i already bought glasses from goodwill and snapped one of the half side lenses off because i only need a plus 2.5 on my left eye so because i had lost my glasses these are my old ones right now i was driving around with like half the glasses on my face it's so chaotic maybe a monocle actually like
1: functional calling back monocles calling
2: this trend 2024 monocles
0: Hello, and listeners. And welcome to Lily's 26th episode. My name is Isabel Grensey, And I'm Savannah Cargill. And we have a
2: super fun episode for you guys today surrounding comparison, nostalgia, and spontaneity. Without any further ado, let's jump right into it. It's only right that we start out with what our ins and outs in this early 2024 are going to be. So for Savannah and Lily, you guys, favorite things that we think are going to be in in 2024
0: they're gonna be trending i've been thinking pointed toe heels pointed toe shoes and yeah. denim denim shoes and pointed toes
1: i'm trying to think so like fashion things or just things in general anything. literally
2: anything savannah when we were talking last night you said tequila
1: sours tequila sours of course i love yes. that i'm gonna order a tequila sour the next time i'm out because i just always kind of forget about them I feel like they take second fiddle to margaritas, and they're just
0: Mm -hmm. as good. Well, I like tequila over vodka, and I had never had one until New Year's Eve, and I saw a girl the night before post, she goes, I just get tired of ordering the same drinks because there's not as many options, and she was like, get a tequila sour if you like tequila, and I did, and I, yeah. Amaretto (laughs) sours, too, that's my go-to drink, a tequila shot and amaretto
2: sour to kick off my night, and I feel I like tequila that. sour, I didn't even know that was a thing. So I'm,
0: we'll predict that that'll be in. What's out? I think Manhattan's are out in 2024. Hey. Hey. Manhattan's. Manhattan's have to be out. It's all ahead of she <laughs> <laughs> She were at this pizza place, and she ordered
2: a Manhattan for the first time. <laughs> You guys, I was plugging my nose every single time. It (laughs) was foul.
1: It was foul. I have another friend who ordered a Manhattan also. (laughs) Didn't know what it was. She just thought the name was cute. Yeah. And it arrives and she was like, this is not what I thought it was. And she literally couldn't even drink it. It's hard to get down. The (laughs) only
2: reason, let me just preface. The only reason I ordered a Manhattan is because I've been obsessed with Sex in the City. Carrie Bradshaw, her drink of choice is a little cigarette on the patio with a Manhattan. And I was like, if Carrie Bradshaw likes it, like I, I have to try Mm-hmm. I went Worse through a Cosmo phase thing. for
1: that same reason because they always drink Cosmos on that show. I can't.
2: See, I'm like half and half. I'll either be like a full, you know, sweet mixy type of drink or I'll be like tequila shot, like mm-hmm. vodka shot. And Meredith's, Meredith's classic is a very expensive vodka, sh- vodka yes. shot. Yes, <laughs> That's that like so the true. only thing she'll drink.
1: But I actually have something I think will be in, or at least I'm going to try to make it in because I really enjoy doing this. I am a big photo friend. I'm mm. always taking photos for other people. And people always get so insecure when you do the flash photo in a crowd or at the bar or whatever. I, like, am shameless. I don't care. And I will do anything to get a good photo of myself <laughs> or a friend. So I think, like, flash photos in public places are in in 2024. Because who cares? Yes. And it's like that one
2: trend, the girl in the subway train where she's doing... Oh, a um, subway. What's your right? What's Subway what?
1: girl or something? Subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tube
2: girl, tube, tube girl. girl. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: That was just about the peak of that trend. So now it's gonna be in the bar with my friends. I don't yeah. care. Living my life in twenty twenty four. Totally
1: agree. I also think in general, just a personal goal of mine is getting rid of insecurity. That sounds so mm-hmm. impossible, but. I recently realized over the past year, I'm not going to be insecure. I'm not bothered by this. We'll talk about this later, but it's a lot of comparison for me that makes Mm -hmm. me insecure. But when I actually think about myself and how I look or how I am, I'm kind of just like, I'm cool with that. I don't need to be trying to change myself. So that could be being confident on a night out and shamelessly taking photos Mm -hmm. or every day.
2: I love that. Savannah and I were just (laughs) talking about this last night when we were doing our little brainstorm, I was like, sometimes I just want to throw something on and go out to the store. Like, I just don't really want to think about what I'm wearing. Like, I just don't want to care and go out and get my stuff done. And we are talking about how a topic on TikTok or social media has been the male gaze and the female Mm, gaze. Yeah, It's crazy how, I don't know what the term is here, but it's gotten so granular. It's so pieced apart about every single action you do or every single thing you wear and well, who's it for? Who's looking at And I'm like, sometimes I just don't want to think about it. Yeah. And I think that falls right in line with that topic of like comparison or trying to be your best self and just not really dressing for anyone, acting for anyone, just doing it.
0: Subconsciously seeing that trend because it was all over my For You page. Yeah. I've seen it enough times. Mm-hmm. It does have an impact.
1: I genuinely feel like, except for maybe a few years of high school or college where I was actively trying to get a guy to notice me or something, in general, I don't really put on an outfit and think oh yeah the guys are really gonna like this i never thought about it consciously but like you said it's so pervasive and just the way we grow up and what kind of clothes are out there mm-hmm. that you don't even have to think about it to do it so mm-hmm. i love that people are shifting it to no like the girlies will love this outfit yes. like yeah
2: that's just really cool. crazy because well, now we're talking about trends that are in and out and i was gonna say one of the one of the things like if we're really gonna focus on clothing one of the things i'm like I feel like this is definitely out officially in 2024. Really, really short crop tops in yeah. skinny jeans combo. yeah Yeah, I feel could like that's be. completely gone. Although um,
0: I was Abercrombie the other day and I was going through their jeans and they had some skinny jeans. I'm like, please, they're not going go. back. I was like, I'm a straight leg, wide leg girl. I'm like, don't bring the skinny jeans back.
1: It is just so not flattering on everybody.
0: I I used to wear the skinniest skinny jeans and I would have to lay back on my bed and like take my feet up (laughs) just just to get the skinny jeans on. And then it's painful all day. It is not worth it.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Well, actually this makes me think of something you guys had on your brainstorm list Mm -hmm. because I saw something about second puberty. That is such a good topic because I never think about that, but it's such a real thing. Mm -hmm. I was a twig in high school and I was also very active i did cheer and dance and all kinds of stuff but my body totally changed when i was like 20 or 21 yeah and i also never drank as much as i did in college during the first few years so that definitely had an impact but no one really like tells you about them. you kind of is- just expect you will have the same body throughout college in your 20s and it's just not yeah
0: that way it's very no. interesting i felt it at the same time like 2021 20, all of a sudden i was like what just happened it was something that i'd never heard about or had listened to anybody talk about and then recently i've been seeing people talk about second puberty I'm like what is that yeah and it finally clicked that that's what i went through like 2021 and it made sense and it's something that should be talked about
1: i'm literally googling do men have second puberty because i feel like this is just a woman thing the first thing that comes up right off the bat dr dweck says there's no such thing as a second puberty okay well f- you i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, we're only going to suffer through that once, thank God. Whatever. I think it's a thing because I experienced it, so.
2: I think it's a thing emotionally, too. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I don't think I was ever really an emotional type of person. And then around 20, 21... Every small thing just made me, like, so sad. That's actually so true. It literally could have been... Maybe this is TikTok conditioning me, but I swear, (laughs) you guys, if I see a sad TikTok video, like, that has me in tears. Like, I'm genuinely sobbing.
1: Do you guys remember that commercial from Christmas a few years ago that was the hedgehog who no one would be friends with because... He was spiky on the outside no. and okay, I don't know if this is like too niche. Tear it up. <laughs> that literally made me think of it because it was a commercial that was kind of going famous on TikTok. It literally made me cry so hard. I was like, what is going on? I've never been a crier, I've never been super emotional yes. either. Until, I don't know, my
2: 20s. You guys, I know the exact TikTok video, <laughs> I think, and in the exact moment too. I was sitting in my house junior year, and there was this TikTok video that came up. Mm-hmm. And it hits this old man sitting at Applebee's. No, I <gasps> know what you're talking about. <laughs> across the table from him and is a picture of his wife. No. In a little picture frame God. at the table and he's just eating. He's no. just eating his his food and they like zoom Isn't in on okay? the picture of his wife and I Just, I broke down. I'm like, I cannot handle this right now. It's making me so, it's just so touching. And it's just also incredibly sad. And that was my moment. And then
1: every
0: other sad video I came across just like triggered it. the other one, it was like a young boy. He had a birthday party and nobody showed up. (gasps) So like, then I would see all these videos where... Like these kids had a big birthday party and no one showed up, and then they like show the kid being really upset. I'm like, I yeah. will fly out and come to your birthday party. <laughs> oh
1: my god, that makes me sad. I know,
0: but
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the, either the conditioning or the second puberty. I'm not sure <laughs> which. Oh, I definitely oh, that got that too, more but...
0: emotional in like 2021. I even had someone yeah. mention it to me over this past holiday break. You're a lot more emotional than you used to be. I'm like, yeah i'm dealing with this like i am i'm aware (laughs) but i never really thought about it until recently when someone mentioned it and it was all these things clicking then i saw the phrase for it
1: i just had a real time revelation as you were saying that i was thinking about relationships that i've been in i was a late bloomer i didn't really start dating till the end of high school but there were still guys that i went on dates with and i had crushes on or whatever and even the worst situation in high school didn't affect me to my core. That didn't end how I want, or I would get mad at them, and then it would just yeah. be forgettable. But mm-hmm. then when I was 20, 21, and I was dating, it affected me just so much more than anything I ever had. And I was like, this is weird because it doesn't even make sense. It really shook me to my core, and I didn't understand why. But now maybe it's because I had an emotional awakening.
2: Honestly, now that you've said that, I guess around this time period... I personally realized the heaviness or the weight of the decisions that I made had on, mm-hmm. on my life yeah. and the people around me that I was like, I am really building these foundations with people who I'm not going to be around within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. And I think that like hit home for me because like I, I have to build the foundations like with myself. But I wasn't able to do that because I was relying on everyone else around me so much because
0: I was constantly, constantly surrounded by them. Yeah. I became way more aware of what was happening in my life than I was before. Especially in college, I was like, I'm in my four years of college and it's halfway done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to soak in all of junior year and all of senior year and do all these things. And I think I'd never really had that perspective Mm
1: -hmm. of time
0: and big moments that in my life before super aware of the milestones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's kind of a really weird realization. These are huge parts of our life that we'll always think about.
1: Yeah, people talk about college and high school, especially college. I feel like if if you go to college, that's something that's a topic of conversation for pretty much the rest of your life, which is crazy because it's such a short time period. As a person, the 18-year-old that entered college and the 22-year-old that graduated, I was completely changed. Mm -hmm. I just had so much mental growth during that time period. It's wild to think about. I brought this book because I've been reading it. I'm almost done. It's almost 800 pages. And for the listeners out there, it's called A Little Life. It is so good, but it's terribly sad. And I will give a trigger warning for anyone who might read it because there's a lot of self-harm in there. But... It basically follows a group of four boys who become friends in college. And then right now I'm at a part where they're in their 60s. Mm -hmm. It starts off just as the mundane things that they do in their everyday life. Their interactions in their apartment and the parties they go to and the people they talk to. And all the characters in their lives that some go and some stay. It's such a universal experience, even though there's some things that are not super relatable Like, one of the characters has had a really unique and traumatic life. And although I don't think most people could necessarily relate to that, like, just the way the friendship is described is so good. I've heard you talk about this book before, too. I
2: think the, like, progression of their lives and hearing how they changed. I have not read the book prefacing that. But I, I really should, because
1: I'm, I'm so intrigued.
0: And didn't you say the narration switches off between characters, yes. like different chapters? Yeah, it does.
1: And it'll be in first person sometimes, or it'll be in third person describing the whole group and how they interact. It's just mm-hmm. really interesting, and I highly recommend people read it. <laughs> On the subject of comparison, being the thief of joy. This was like the original mm-hmm. thing that you guys thought of and yeah. wanted to talk about, and I love that. Because I actually haven't really gone into this topic on gumption. But Mm -hmm. for me personally, I definitely compare my current self to my past self Mm -hmm. a lot. I think that's the source of a lot of stress almost to live up to my own standards or things I was doing in the past that I thought were really good and I'm not keeping up with them or whatever the case may be. So I kind of wanted to talk about it in light of New Year's resolutions.
2: I think you're saying the topic of like comparison to yourself or comparison to your younger self never popped in my mind. But once Savannah said it, I was like, yeah, actually, I, I do do that pretty often. Unintentionally, like what was I doing this time last year? Or like, mm-hmm. where was I at this time last year? I already had something to go to or I was doing one of my ceramic exhibits or just something different. I already had things stacked up. I was involved all of my friends were around me and I know it's the natural progression this is what happens this is what you do and we're doing great everyone's happy doing their own thing and I can really respect that and appreciate it but sometimes I'm I feel like I could be doing more and I think that's maybe where I compare myself to my younger self but that was
0: just my take on it Savannah you I definitely think about that I was super busy with activities in high school sports and dance and that type of thing so I think I compare myself to not keeping us busy with hobbies mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think a lot of where my comparison comes from, and I think it was interesting because we brought up the topic of what does comparison mean to you? Yeah. Or yeah. like, what do you mean when you like think about comparison? And a lot of my comparison is physical comparison. Yeah. And so that comes to the people in my life or the people you see in the media or even my younger self, 16, 17 year old yeah. Savannah. And I think that's where that idea of second puberty came in Yeah, is mm-hmm. coming out of that comparison to my younger self,
1: especially as a dancer. I definitely relate to that because I was probably in the best shape of my life when I was dancing multiple hours a week. And I didn't even realize it at the time, of course, I still had insecurities. You wouldn't change where you are now necessarily, but
0: it's also being nostalgic for, past time. It's just kind of a weird phenomenon I guess. I think something I've been trying to give myself is grace when it comes to comparison. Like I think that that's maybe one of my New Year's resolutions is to give myself grace when it comes to comparing myself to others. Comparison is usually talked about in the light of
1: comparing yourself to the people around you Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. recently people on social media and I don't know. I'm always my hardest critic so I don't relate to that as much. Not to say that I don't do it but I compare myself more to a past version of myself than the people around me, but
2: I don't know why that is It sounds like you guys may be more intuitively thinking of comparing to your older self, but I definitely Probably <laughs> fall with the crowd here and just think like comparison to others around me Because I am so competitive and I've always been a very motivated person a lot of my comparisons Surround success or what is someone doing and how do I fall? in line with where they're at and I feel like I constantly unintentionally think about that even though I shouldn't but I've realized recently that I've gotten out of that mindset and I think that one of the reasons that I had that mindset in the first place is because I met some of my best friends in college Mm -hmm. and before that you know there was a point like a little bit of a rough patch I'd say and I always felt like I wasn't doing as much as the people around me during that time and I felt judged like oh Isabel doesn't have any homework today or Isabel has time for that like she's not doing anything difficult hard like I just really was like knocked down a couple notches because I'm not saying I was doing rocket science over here I was honestly just doing what I loved like I was doing what I was passionate about yeah the people around me didn't see that at that time I fell into the mindset of thinking how they thought, honestly, or how they were putting their thoughts onto me. I'm not doing as well. I should be doing more. I should be doing something more difficult. I should be involved in more stuff. And then when I actually found like some of the greatest people I've ever met in my entire life and they respected and appreciated that I was doing what I loved and I was chasing after my dreams. They wanted to hear about it and they were proud of me for doing that. It's really showed me how I can act toward other people. And change my mindset into seeing how proud I am of every one of my friends around me doing stuff that I have no idea about. I'm not interested in it at all, but I'm so proud that they're doing it. And I'm so happy they're happy. That was my kind of take on, like, the success of comparison and, like, changing my mindset in 2024. So. I'm definitely just loving that I am able to see it now and just take accountability and be there for the people around me and really care about what they care about, too.
0: I think there's such an impact in how the people around you, when they're happy for your success and support you in that way, how mm-hmm. much that impacts yourself and the way that you think about yourself. And it's such a big motivation. I really like what you said also, because comparing yourself to others
1: about your actions or your perceived success is so interesting a few years ago like five or six years ago it was a huge deal to be very curricularly involved in things everyone was doing sports and advanced classes and just everything that they could get their hands on and then I feel like there was a huge shift especially because of the pandemic of people looking inward and being like no what Do I actually enjoy? What do I want to be spending my precious time on? And also returning to hobbies that they enjoy and things that they love. And you were doing that all along. And it's interesting that people didn't respect that. Because now I think there's been such a return to that. But Mm -hmm. maybe because people pushed so hard in the other direction that they needed to reverb. So you've been Mm -hmm. onto it this whole time. For me, I, I always related it back to like, it
2: was a status thing. You know, if you are studying something extremely difficult... I am so glad that that's your passion and that you're studying that. It's personally not my passion. That's why I'm not studying or why I hadn't studied that. Yeah. But it's not that I couldn't. If I really was passionate about that, I think I really would have gone and done that just the way that someone else is doing that. But I think for me then it was like, you know, because that was more difficult, you know, people just felt that what I was doing wasn't worth it, you know. But I truly loved it and I'm glad I pursued it. And then when you meet the right people, I respect them for what they do and they respect me for what I do.
1: It's such a game changer, too, when the element of competition is taken out. Because I think it's just natural, especially for young girls, to be competitive with each other. Not to go back to the male gaze thing, but even Mm -hmm. just in that sense, subconsciously, in grade school and in high school, it always feels like people are competing for the attention of the same guys or something. Even yeah. if it's not ever said out loud, it's almost a common understanding. So when you get to college and you meet people who are wildly different from you, but are happy with themselves, it just makes such a huge difference. You can all exist in the world together and support each other and not be vying for the same mm-hmm. opportunities or attention. It just allows you to have so much fun and make good memories without worrying about that, you know?
2: I 100% agree. And I feel like it's super fun and interesting to be friends with people who, who have not similar interest to you because there's so much I can talk to a person who's so so much the opposite than me because I can learn about your life and your perspective is important to me because we are so different yeah the more I learn about that person and their thoughts it's like wow you really changed my mind You're, you're opening up this whole new perspective for me and I love it I just think it's the most interesting thing ever and that's why it's super important to me to like meet random people and have spontaneous adventures and like do all those fun random things because I just want to learn about everything and have fun.
1: Yeah, and when you meet people who are older and so in their bubble of how they think and how they've thought for years and the people they surround themselves with, it's such a turnoff to be like, oh, you don't like have any exposure to outside perspectives. It makes me sad a little bit because I try Mm -hmm. to seek those things out too and that's one reason I've really enjoyed doing the podcast because Even if I have someone on thinking like, oh, we have this common interest or like this similarity, it always turns out that they are an expert at something that I don't know about or they have a different perspective than me. And I just love to learn about that. It's so cool.
0: Like, this is why you love to read. This
2: is why I love to read. This This is exactly
1: why. Like, it's, yeah, the
2: pinnacle. And this podcast, too, is literally a prime example of something creative that you are going out there and pursuing to learn more about people. Just yeah. expand your mind, expand your perspective. And like, I really, I respect you so much for doing that. I'm so Thank excited you. that I could be a guest on it too. And it's exciting to see the journey of, of gumption growing too.
1: Thank oh. you. I'm excited to have them both on. Like, no, I'm super excited. Isabel's has my friend forever, but I always love making new friends. <laughs> your friends are hard to come by as an adult, I feel like.
0: That is something that was a huge area of nervousness for me post-grad. That was something that I got close to graduation was like, how do you make friends yeah. when you don't have the common connector of school? No, it's true.
1: I mean, when you don't have something, an activity or a place in common with somebody... It's that person that you have to get to know.
0: And it's just different because now you don't have, like, that opening line to be like, oh, yeah. like, what dorm are you in or yeah. what class? You know what I mean? Now it's like you have to think of well, yeah. something creative. It's, gumption. it's yeah. fitting to add, like, in this combo
2: right now that Savannah and I did not speak in high school, really. No. Like, we, really? we were no. friendly. Um, we we just, never had classes. We just never had classes. We, went, we didn't we were, go. Doing, we didn't do the same sports. Just yeah. two separate groups. Which I think is hilarious now because now that we're roommates, I feel like <laughs> we have the most insane, deep, crazy, hilarious yeah. conversations ever. <laughs> and we, I don't know, we work out like so well together. And I'm like, it's so insane because we we interned at our job now, and that's just how we reconnected. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: it's it's crazy it's, like how fast that escalated. Oh, I know. Because so, like, so we had an orientation and all the interns were in there, and I think I was in there, and I walked past her. I'm like. Isabel? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Savannah? I was like, what are you doing here? so funny. (laughs) I'm like, that's
1: the beginning of it. I have a similar experience (laughs) with someone from college who, again, I was always friendly with her. We knew of each other and would always say hi, but we weren't really friends. And then after graduation, she wrote a poetry book. I actually had her on gumption. She was the 10th episode. We listened to that episode. Yeah. Uh, On this very coffee table. so funny. Yeah. She literally is the nicest person. And... When she wrote her poetry book, she asked me to do illustrations for it. And we've kind of just become friends ever since. We try to do a weekly writing activity just like on Zoom. And we just update each other on what projects we're working on and what ideas we have. It feels like we've always been friends and always shared creative things. It's crazy how you just click with random people at different stages, you know?
0: Do you guys have any hobbies or something that you want to do post-grad to meet people or just like create a new hobby? Like Mm. when I think about something isabel knows but i've been really wanting to start a cookbook club like a book club where you meet with a group of people monthly and you go to someone's place and you all make dinner and dessert or whatever and you eat it together and then at the end you make a big book recipe book that everyone gets to take home that is such a good idea like i you should definitely do that my addition
2: to that would be we do a cocktail each night yeah. too. So it's yes. like a meal yeah. meal and a cocktail. Yeah. And I just thought Savannah came up with that idea. And I was like, that is just the best idea ever. Because that is a great idea. It's a perfect way to bring people together. And also it's like. I think food is such a good connector. Uh-huh.
0: Right.
1: For
2: sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's like us talking about games earlier. <laughs> like that was. I just think it's so funny. But yeah, I think that's a great idea. And. Lily, you are you are coming over. Yes, please. I'm um, bringing
1: Murphy and maybe other random people too. Yeah, I love to like please. bring friends together from different places. That is probably if I had to say one thing, I'm the proudest of myself for. I've done that since high school, and I'm very proud of just not paying attention to oh this person's from this friend group or whatever. Like no, we're all going to do something yeah. for my
0: birthday. People always end up having fun because it's fun to hang out with different people. I think that is like one of the best traits someone can have. It's just being someone who's welcoming like that is makes a huge, like it's just one of my favorite things about somebody.
1: I also think because I was an only child, I always felt like I was on the outs because I didn't have siblings to hang out with. I was always a weird onlooker to a lot of different groups and that made me just want to bring people together, I think, because I also never really subscribed to Mm clicks in any way. If a friend group that I was in got clicky, I just was immediately like, no, I need to be somewhere else. I think it was my way of working against that. I mean, to me, you're like the
2: notoriously open, welcoming friend. Mm -hmm. And I feel like- Thank you. You inviting all of these random people to come together is just bringing more open, welcoming people together. Like you said, they're the best kind of people. And I think the more people you surround yourself who are like that, it'll really just have the best impact on you. And I think that's what I found so far. Whoever I surround myself with, it definitely rubs off on me Mm -hmm. a little bit. So yeah. I try and be smart about that. Like you said, the click thing, like I don't yeah, even know so if I just, was no. even aware aware of it, honestly.
1: Especially when you're younger, you get so sucked into that world of like, these people only hang out with these people. And like, yeah. you talk to this person, you're betraying this person. It's like, what the heck? I, Insane. <laughs> I was gonna add on to your question, Savannah, about yeah. like, what's a hobby that you wanna try? Mm-hmm. One of my new year's resolutions actually was to try four hobbies this year, which is like an oddly specific number, mm-hmm. but, I was thinking in my brain, well, I wanna try pottery. Yeah. Since I haven't ever done it. You got an inn right there I know, there's an inn right here. I wanna try that. There's a fencing studio by our house that I wanna go to because like that's so cool. This when am I gonna live by too. a fencing studio? Yeah. Like ever again that's, in my life. I think I wanna try kickboxing or something. Oh my god, do you do that too? No, Lily. She's been
2: I want of my I need to start boxing and I like it's gonna be a good way to just get all of my energy out.
1: Mm-hmm. Your love surge.
2: Oh (laughs) my god. Just, okay, gumption. I'm talking to you. I showed Lily what a love surge was today because she did not know what that was. You know what I'm talking about. It's bad. You know how bad it is. But either way, yes, boxing, I'm taking over your your goal now. But I really, really
1: love to do those with someone else. I do like to try things by myself, but it's kind of just like when no one else will go with me. I'll just go by myself. I don't really care, but I always prefer to try something new with another person. Then it's a memory and not just like, oh yeah, I did that. I went rock climbing this past year by myself because there was a rock climbing gym at the end of our old street. I absolutely hated it. I was so bad (laughs) at it. I also get eczema on my hands a lot when you have to chalk up your hands and then grab onto the things. It was so painful but I was really glad that I tried it. I can check it off a list and say I went rock climbing. Rock climbing is no joke, I've seen no. yeah. I'm like, I also have no arm strength, like, so I was like, how the <laughs> hell do people do this? They're like, oh, it's all core, it's all core strength. I'm like, well, I guess I don't have that either, because I couldn't even it's so get hard. up the like Literally. thing. And I'm like, I'm so uncoordinated
2: sometimes. like. If you know me, you probably know I broke my wrist playing kickball.
0: Like hmm. I can't even imagine shattered. myself shattered. shattered.
2: Yeah, oh, Lord, I can't even imagine myself like rock climbing because I... it just wouldn't be yeah. compatible. But I love that
0: you <laughs> that you tried it out and it's like you. You're like I absolutely hated it, but you didn't. Yeah, you did it exactly. I grew up with a girl who was a nationally ranked free rock climber, so she didn't wear a harness. And when I tried rock climbing for the first time with a harness at a studio, I was like, how is she doing this? She just went outside and was just like on rock. She was just
1: bouldering. <laughs> she like, was just like, like yeah, a free solo movie.
0: Like, <laughs> yes, that's what she was doing. I'm like, how are you doing that? I don't understand. And those people who tightrope walk. Oh like, my gosh. Least... Yeah, I've, I've tried I'm afraid of heights, so I've I don't think it. I would do that. And
2: I'm terrified of heights too. I just... Those like type of things, like I'm like all for, you know, a, a little adrenaline, a little adrenaline trip, whatever. She just needs the sun to go
0: down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the sun sets, it's like a werewolf. like Isabel. <laughs> yeah. The sun was Isabel. Isabel's been like having these adrenaline rushes when the sun sets. You guys, I don't know <laughs> what it's from, but.
1: <laughs> okay, wait, this is a reference that nobody's gonna get, but there's this one movie that I really like. It's called Elizabeth Town. It's in early 2000s with Homecom. People say it's really bad. It has one star reviews. Like literally people hate it, Yeah. but it's just a very special movie to my family. It's very relatable for us. And my parents found it in a discount bin at movie gallery and they I loved love it. it. I love that. But there's this one scene where the mom, who's played by Susan Sarandon, is running around after her husband dies. And she's like, I want to cook. And I want to learn to fix the toilet. And I want to tap dance. It's just. Always so funny to me. That's me when I get my burst of energy, and I'm gonna do these twelve hobbies at the same time. I'm gonna start all these things, and I'm imagining you're also kind of like that right now.
2: No, I love that, and that's so iconic. The most random thoughts will pop into my head whenever I feel really energetic. I'll be talking to Savannah, and like all of a sudden, like she turns around, and I'm just like doing a handstand like, against the wall. Like, I just I need, need to be. multiple
0: handstands <laughs> just in the last <laughs> few hours.
2: Need to be doing something. <laughs> Or something random will pop in my head. I was talking about this with my parents the other day and they're like, we don't know what that is. Like, I was like, do you know what oobleck is? Oh my Like, these God. random oh nostalgic God. childhood memories. <laughs> yeah. It's from a Dr. Seuss book, Bartholomew and Oob- Oobleck. And if you know what I'm talking about, didn't we make
1: oobleck in kindergarten? That's what it's, I said because she yes.
0: had this memory, but we couldn't figure out what the name of it was or where it came from. So I was like, you're talking about the bounty commercials, like with the green <laughs> oh my like, God. slime. And then I said, the oobleck that you make at school, and it's Dr. Seuss. You guys, also,
2: nostalgic thing that I've been obsessed with recently webkins i love and i've been logging on too frequently to webkins ever since you guys i went as far to email webkins corporate to get back into my account <gasps> no. to reset my password i no. also
1: had a ton of webkins and i would play cash cow religiously yes it oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. religiously i was super, super <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I was super into Pop Tropica also. Did yes. you guys ever play that? I was, I was really yes. into Pop Tropica. So I recently saw a tweet, I don't know if this is true, but it said that Pop Tropica is officially shutting down their website in 2024. And no. I, I'm pretty devastated, I'm not gonna lie, because I do occasionally get bored and go on Pop Tropica. It was so fun. You guys, this is we need to have a going away yeah. party for Pop Tropica. Yeah. I mean
2: that's like, yes. no other question about that. <laughs> that is actually devastating. That was a whole a whole era of my childhood. Looking at the YouTube videos too to like beat the all cheats. the pop Yeah, the sheets
1: yeah. all the Popovaga Islands. <laughs> this is such a niche memory, but I remember when I was in 4th grade, I made a pumpkin. It was a white pumpkin and I took the stem off of it and I drew a like, pop tropica face on it so it looked a bald head cuz my dad's going through chemo at the time and he was very sensitive about his hair loss. So I made like bald pumpkin that was like supposed to be my dad and there's a picture of me with the pumpkin under one arm and my dad's head was like Aww. kneeling down under the other arm and it's just like, so funny cuz it's in the pop tropica style of like the rounded mouth with like, the big eyes. Yes. My art was influenced by pop tropica <laughs> like what it's a wild.
2: sweet memory. I love that. It was—it really was an era, and it gives me such nostalgia to think back on it. I can't believe it's going away in 2024.
1: I really think we should have a going away party, and all the gumption listeners are invited if yes. you want to fly in from wherever you're listening, but that would be another New Year's resolution of mine. One of my things was I want to have like a few theme parties this year, because mm-hmm. we did a Halloween party. It was very fun. It wasn't so much really fun. a theme besides like Halloween and show up in costume or else. I literally told people I will slam the door in your face if you show up and you're not in a costume because I hate people who do that. I will show up in a costume when not asked. Literally all Woods vibes. <laughs> but I just want to have creative theme parties that don't necessarily have to do with a holiday. That's something that you do in school growing up and it's so fun. And then as an adult, no one does that really, so.
0: What themes do you have in mind? Do you know? One idea I have
1: Is a murder mystery party that's not original, but like I have this board game, I think it's from the 80s or 90s, but it's called How to Host a Murder and it's all the cards for the different characters and the plot of the murder. So you just have to assign people their cards and then there's like tokens or whatever to win the game. So I think maybe having people get their characters in advance and dress up as them or something yeah. would be really fun.
0: But other than that, I, have I was obsessed no idea. with the the game Clue. Yes, in second grade, and so for my whatever birthday, like my eighth or ninth birthday, my birthday party was Clue themed, and my parents set it up like that. Everybody so that fun. came, they were a different so Clue character, and then at the end, someone. Was the killer, and That's really they had to cool. drink pickle juice. That was the punishment.
2: <laughs> I I went to one of those parties too, and <laughs> this is my. I just was talking to Sam about this, but this is my eye patch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, my I had a cast up to my shoulder, and I also had a speech impediment. Okay, so this this <laughs> this is a wacky looking kid. Okay, painting <laughs> the picture for the Let's wacky looking it. kid, and I went to one of those parties. <laughs> And I, I ended up being, like, the killer... But you know, you know, no one wanted to vote for me because they're like, no way that they would make her the killer. Like she's got enough going on. Okay, <laughs> like, she's got too okay, much going you, on like, already. Did you
0: like hit them with your cast,
2: and I honestly <laughs> like, it was a, it was a weapon. I feel like they did this on purpose. Intentional.
1: Like, wow. It was intentional. Isabel, wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that you were also an eye patch kid. So yeah. I was an almost eye patch kid. Shabby. Basically, as a kid, they were gonna try to get me to train my right eye to be better. By- eye patching yeah and my dad was like all for it he's like yeah it's fine she's in like third grade she won't really you know it won't affect her that much my mom was like absolutely not we are not giving our daughter an eye patch and my vision is still like very bad so I wonder if it actually would have helped but I just always find that hilarious and now I have one contact and people (laughs) always make fun of me because they're like you only have one
2: (laughs) this is something I'm doing in 2024 I love to go out on the weekends. I just love good live music, heading out, whatever. And I always have to bring a fun purse and I have a ton of purses. A lot. Something I'm gonna make a habit for myself is carrying random stuff in my purse because I'm like, it's just fun. I love that. okay. The other day I'm searching on Amazon. I'm trying to buy a monocle because I can <laughs> only imagine like one of for for my eyes, one of them is like almost no prescription and the other one's a crazy prescription because of the lazy eye and I had to wear the eye patch all that stuff I'm like walking around with a monocle would be absolutely diabolical and I need I need that to happen so in my cart right now in my amazon cart we have a monocle we have an eight ball we have a couple sticks of cinnamon and just like peppermint gum and i'm like that's what i'm gonna start out with purchase okay. purchase that start out with that in the purse and gradually by the end of 2024 there's gonna be some weird stuff in my purse and maybe if we hang out, if we go to the bars, if we go partying, get a glimpse of all the cool stuff, all the cool How happening. How do you wear yes. a monocle? Is that the one that just, like, rests? Do you have to hold it? I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up. thing I looked
1: it up. Yeah. You basically just, like, open up your eye, like, extra no, wide. Yeah, because you kind of, like, put close. It, and it'll hold, like, it. you, like, hold kind it kind of like, mm, So silly. Okay. Like, first right first underneath all, your brow. I love the idea of having random <laughs> in your purse because I kind of do that, like, unintentionally sometimes in college I used to put those little mini chip bags in my mm-hmm. purse and bring them to the bars and then whenever my friend was drunk I would just be like here's some Doritos and everyone's yeah. like where'd you get those I came prepared yes the other day I went to rocket mortgage for a basketball game and they gave me little ranch packets and I forgot that they were in my purse but then it came in handy later because I got yes. fries at a bar and I was like I have ranch in my purse Thankfully it didn't go bad. That is the exact opposite of the trend of the people doing it. I
0: like, am oh. the trend because yes, if you, you pain, you I know. don't use a purse unless yes. I'm going out, honestly. Yeah. I don't have like a day purse. Respect. Don't you, I have them, I just am not using them yeah. anyway. So if I go out and you ever open my bag, it's just one lip gloss. I was gonna say a lip gloss. <laughs> a, a lip, lip gloss. gloss. You should get just like
1: a little mini bag for your lip gloss. Like, like <laughs> the Lizzo purse that's like this yeah. yes. case. I mean, a,
0: legitimately a lip gloss and maybe a $5 bill at that's most. so funny. At most. I, I definitely
1: it. think the monocle would be a really good bit. I'm trying to have more bits in 2024. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is like a weird selfish desire for people to remember me, but I always want someone to have like a funny story about me or like hopefully not at my expense hopefully not something bad or weird that i do oh yeah but for the plot exactly for the plot
2: exactly i'm a for the plot girly the thing is is i'm joking about the monocle but when i tell you i'm actually going to end up using it <laughs> we're both i definitely put that in the cart and um, it's gonna happen. the thing is is i already bought glasses from goodwill and snapped one of the half side lenses off because i only need a plus on my left eye so because i had lost my glasses these are my old ones right now i was driving around with half the glasses on my face and they were they were just reading glasses it was it's so chaotic and that's maybe a monocle actually like functional calling back monocles calling this trend 2024 monocles okay
1: (laughs) Okay. also with the cinnamon sticks i'm a big cinnamon stick girly. i love to put them in my coffee and also, when I make tea, when I boil the water, I put the cinnamon yeah. stick in the water. And it gives it a little spicy, warm flavor. But can you imagine just like, going to a bar and then pulling that out to mix your drink? Instead of one of those little red straws, you just have a cinnamon stick in your bag. I it's, I- it. it's
2: iconic. It's you guys, so iconic. It's iconic. That's, that's one the, of my favorite words, words of 2024. Yes. I, I do use iconic quite a fair bit. And I, I, I feel too. like people will probably get annoyed. Another one, my mom always says, what the hey?
1: Like... <laughs> That's so mean You ass. guys,
2: it, the first time I heard it, I was like, "That is the cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life." And literally, like an hour later, I'm I'm word for word saying like, it. What the heck? You guys, she she comes up with the craziest stuff because she takes all of our lingo and transforms it to be <laughs> literally to be holy, like the way she says it. Like
1: I swear, it is a your prayer. mom It is, is a, a blessing prayer. on earth. And let me tell you, yes. um, she's one of the coolest people I've ever met. When I would come over to your guys' house as a kid, I would just be like. Mrs. Grensey is so cool. Like she always had the beads out and she was making something. Yeah. She's doing some random craft with antiques. How do you think of all these things? So cool. She
2: really was the root of where Meredith and I got, got a lot of our creativity. And yeah. <laughs> yes, my my dad was there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your dad's like and the he, practical one. Like yes, he, he was helpful in other in other ways. It's but so she right. led the creativity way because there was never something where she was like, I can't figure that out or I can't recreate that or I can't do that. And that's where Meredith and I got our mindset. Yeah. And I feel like that this is so relatable for your own mom too, because yeah. you guys together always did the most fun,
0: creative, unique things. And I feel like yeah. we were kind of like one in the same.
1: Definitely, I my mom it, and my grandma too.
0: Theme about creativity, and I think it's something that and a lot of the things we've talked about today is judgment. Yeah. I had a professor say to me, I was at her entrepreneurship class, and she said everybody's born creative, but you learn to lose it because of the fear of judgment
1: whoa say that again for the people in the back
0: everybody's boring creative but then you learn to lose it from the fear of judgment and i will never forget that because i'm like yeah you're so creative and then you get into a part research and realize how everyone else feels about what you've done or what you're doing and it's this judgment when it comes to comparison hobbies and everything like that like the whole time we're talking i kept thinking about what my professor said to me
1: yeah you know what i'm thinking about that too now because When I started sharing my art on social media early in high school, I had an art account and then eventually I just started sharing it on my personal Instagram. And I remember so many people would say really nice things, but then a lot of people would say a veiled insult and they Mm -hmm. would make a comment to the effect of, Oh, you're so brave for sharing your art. It kind of felt like they were not judging me necessarily, but Undermining it. Yeah, it never really bothered me, but I do think that a lot of people shy away from creativity because a, they're scared what other people will think, and B, they're scared to fail. A lot of creative products don't work out, and they turn out horrible. And it's the act of actually doing it that's really fun and teaches you something, whether or not it has a pretty ending product. People
2: would not worry about that so much. I agree with that. the The failure part for me is so real. Back to our comparison topic, I do relate comparison a lot to success. Yeah, who doesn't want the things they do to succeed? You want right. that to be a success. So I think that pushing the boundaries in a creative way for me, because I saw the people around me do it, I was more inclined to go ahead and push those boundaries, get outside the box. But there was always, you know, something in the back of my mind. If it's not the traditional way that someone else would have done it in the past and they did succeed doing it, is my way the right way or is this for nothing? So I think I felt that in a real way, but I didn't let it stop me and kept on going forward and trying to pursue it anyways keeping that part of myself alive because my job right now is not really creative. I keep it alive through all of the stuff we're talking about, our hobbies. Yeah. Joining a pottery studio or taking ballroom dance classes. Passions, Mm -hmm. part of the arts, part of being creative and implementing that in your life because it's something that you really enjoy doing.
1: There's a fine line between using comparison as a motivator, which is what you just described. Mm -hmm. Seeing the people around you succeeding at what they're doing even if you're doing it a different way it pushes you for some personalities it is a huge motivator and for other people it's a huge detractor it just makes them feel a total failure and they can't do anything right if they're not doing it the way that someone else is or they're scared to even try because they might fail yeah so it's just interesting personality wise how that plays out in each person because i think it can really go either way
2: Mm. it's also really interesting to me because for different people being creative means two totally separate things i think the side that people normally don't see as often is the disciplined way of being creative at least through my own art i was very strategic i always had a plan i always had the way that i was going to execute it and it felt almost a formula in a way and i enjoyed that process it was almost a stress reliever And to me, that was very mathematically statistical type A personality wise. And I'm totally type B. But the other way of being creative is just kind of letting it all loose and going after it because you just don't want to have anything binding you. That for me was the two types I had learned specifically in college, taking my ceramics class, my pottery class. um, I learned that I could be very, very particular about it. And I enjoyed it. It's like the geometric side, I'll say. When you hear
0: the word creativity, I think a lot of people think, oh, you have to be good at art or a dancer or a painter. And I don't think that that's true. I think there's creativity Mm -hmm. in anything, like creativity in math and science. Yeah. And I think that was something I learned where I was like, I'm not naturally creative painting or anything like that. And so I was like, well, I'm not a creative person. But then I was like, I can be creative in thought
1: and different things
0: like that. Yeah, in things that you don't
1: see a physical product of. Recently, I would say over the past two years, monetizing creativity has become a huge thing. And what do you mean by that? A lot of people have creative hobbies, right? And I feel like for a long time, people just did their thing and did their hobbies. Maybe they had a small business, maybe they didn't. There's been this pressure from social media to take every creative thing you do and sell it or promote it or make money from it in some way. And while I do that for some things, it makes it different. The process of actually making the thing changes because, again, you're comparing it to other things that sell and you're trying to put a value on it and a number on it. And it's just not the same to me. I did my art business for an entire summer during college and I made commissions for people and I also made things and then would sell them on Etsy. And it was really fun at the time, but it made me into a creative machine, which it clashes against each other
2: that reminds me i was thinking the other day if someone gave me a gift like what would mean the most to me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like because i'm a creative person i automatically think of the arts as we just said it doesn't have to be the arts but this is like a prime example my sister went to the thrift store and she found this really large ceramic cat and i i love cats and she sent me a picture of it and i was like oh i love it so much it's so cute she literally went home sculpted this exactly like the ceramic cat out oh of clay God. and gifted it to me and she added these little wings on it and to me like this is invaluable and she didn't sell this to me she didn't she this is just a gift and it means so so much to me the same way that if someone gives me a card and they really write me a beautiful letter, yeah, that so hmm. much in me. And that, in and, of, in and of itself, to me, is one of the most meaningful gifts. And you're not, you're not selling anything. That yeah. is something that is so personal. And I think it, it's like a way to say I care about you. And I just love that. And it reminded me of of your you saying that sometimes you just want to do it because you love it and you're passionate about it and you yeah. want to share it.
1: I personally really enjoy giving people gifts, thoughtful things that you find somewhere that are unique and one of a kind or making something handmade. Not a lot of people do that in today's world. Even handwritten cards and letters, people have gone more towards gift cards and e-gifts and whatever, and that's fine and dandy, and I'm not going to complain about the $100 e-gift card that I got on (laughs) Christmas, but like, it's something that is very sentimental, especially guys, too. They never get that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're just like, here's a jersey or like a sweater. It's like, okay, you know? I I think a gift exchange of some sort. I guess like a white elephant, but you make it for someone. That could be fun. A handmade gift swap or something.
2: No, I love that. That could be a new party theme. Something that we're talking about. Exactly. For the going away Pop Tropica party, everyone makes their favorite nostalgic toy. You guys, I automatically... Wait. Calico Critters. I was going to say, I automatically thought of Calico Critters, which are in
0: my bathroom right now. I
1: love Calico (laughs) Critters.
0: Okay. I was, I was obsessed with them.
1: I think all the cool girlies were obsessed with Calico Critters. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The, all the bad
2: were obsessed with Calico Critters. I'm trying to like think that. of what else.
1: I really liked My Little Ponies, but specifically, before they rebranded, when they were cute, and then they got ugly. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. They used to sell them at Kmart in Bro and they were like $2. I had an army, Lily. Same.
2: An army in the
1: borough. And I, love, I love
2: those. And, okay. It was My Little Ponies. Polly Pocket, Littlest, Littlest Polly Pockets. Pet Shops, Littlest yeah.
0: Pet Shops, yes, Webkinz,
2: obviously, Webkins, obviously, Calico Critters, all such. Oh my gosh, I had um,
0: memories. one of those you know, the Barbie heads. They're big, and it just starts from the shoulders up. Yeah, and just the head and it has hair on it. I took mine around with me like I would like a blanket. <laughs> I love that. Like it was, just my, I, I didn't have like a baby blanket or like a blanket that I ever used. It was my Ariel Barbie head. That is amazing. Oh, I love that. And you I would like swing is- her around. <laughs> You'd like, grab her by the hair. And it's, like, yeah.
2: it's, like, one of those troll head yeah. things that
1: people used to have. She's
0: trolls, like,
2: you guys. That's another one of those. those true. Those, like, antique. Them. They're antique. Meredith yeah.
1: really got me not into trolls, but, like, she introduced me to the idea of trolls, and I will never forget that. She used to, like, have one on her dashboard in the car.
2: Hmm. Wait, speaking of the car, okay, now that we're, we got into nostalgia, I was just thinking about this because we had a Honda Pilot. That thing was a tank, yes. and we'd whip it into school so late, but... It didn't have good speakers I don't even know if they work so she plugged in a whole speaker like a whole like speaker system into the car and I would like this? just play it like I don't know it's very very rough it was an interesting <laughs> car but I remember I guess one of my most nostalgic memories from high school then is driving around in the Honda Pilot and her playing her favorite music and I'm trying to think what would be one of your guys' favorite songs that would remind you of anything nostalgic.
1: I have so many good things to say for this. I have a similar experience with cars lacking speakers because my high school car was a 2003 Lexus that I got practically a lemon. It had 150,000 miles on it when I got it. I loved that car and I drove it until it had 300,000 miles on it. I had to use a cassette tape adapter to use my aux cords. I got it at five below. You put it in the cassette thing and there was a little spirally cord that would stick out (laughs) and you plug it into your phone. Yes, 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 yes. And it was like the the pointy, just like circular adapter. So then when I got a new phone and it had just the iPhone charger, I had to get another adapter to connect to the cassette adapter (laughs) to listen to music in my car but it also had the old fashioned CD player that had six CDs and it rotates through them. Oh. So I made myself mixtapes for the car and it would be driving at night. You're pissed off after school. They were specific moods and the songs that were on those six CDs that I made yep. literally are in order in my brain. Ingrained. On my angry night driving playlist was love the way you lie by Eminem. And yes. <laughs> yes. And so I know every word to that song because I would blast it all the time. Oh, I loved that song.
2: I was Saying C, I I think CDs are going to be back Should in 2024. CDs yes. and mixtapes. Mixtapes okay. too. And I used to love making mixtapes and giving them as gifts. Me too. If, if you know, you know. Okay. I was going to say the song that gives me the most high school nostalgic vibes is Where Is My Mind by Pixies. <gasps> Meredith yes! Meredith used to play it all the time. Windows down. It didn't matter if it was winter. She'd blast the heat. Windows were always down. She drove her rules and you know what? I'm so glad that she she for- enforced that role every single time because listening to that song takes me back. And it was just one of the most... I was so happy that I yes. just love thinking about it.
1: That song always makes me think of Meredith. I also made mixtapes for people as gifts. And I did it for like a lot of my friends, which I'm very glad about. But I also did it for guys that I liked. That was so extra and I love it because I made them in high school. I researched it during college because during COVID I need to do something creative but at that point I already had a MacBook so I had to get my old laptop out of my closet and try to reboot it and it's That's overheating so- to <laughs> yes. burn the CD but anyway I probably made like 10 mixtapes for different guys throughout and sometimes I wonder first of all if they think they're the only one that got a mixtape I guess <laughs> if they're listening now they're gonna know that they're not the only one. Second of all if they still have it or listen to them yeah cause I like neither. I'll hear the songs and be like oh I put that on so yes. and so's
0: mixtape yes I wonder. I don't know. I, I would love to get a mixtape. I've never I'll made one, made for one you so or no. no. how yeah, I make <laughs> I wanna one now too again. I, I did the same thing,
2: Lily, but I did I gave out three mixtapes and I do remember for every single one of them I had to like illegally what is it, yes. screen screen record uh-huh. the song playing in the background and then you had to burn it onto the disc. This took it took hours! It took hours.
1: Hours. It took hours to do it. Yeah, these people don't know the labor that we put in for yeah. these mixtapes to send a message to them. Literally, yeah. like, I have a crush on you. I'm like, at night over my computer. <laughs> it's like smoking because it's been spinning so fast. <laughs> it's like that noise it makes.
0: It's about to blast like, off. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, but actually, that is hilarious.
0: Savannah, do you have a nostalgic song? I think, like, a nostalgic song for me will always be Love Story, Taylor Swift. But that's not, like, mm-hmm. particularly high school honestly rick flair drip why do i still listen to that every well, single day well i do day? too it's like <laughs> no, one of my most I listened. i listen to it all the time i was on the dance team for my school and we would go before game days we would all go and get something to eat and we would always listen to that song yeah i love that and so i think about that because like dance was a huge part of my high school yeah career.
1: but the rap and pop rap that was hot popular that was popular <laughs> when we were in high school yeah because we were like peak so
0: 2016
2: yeah and guys we were in high school at such a prime time like got that my license
0: insane. and rick, Fla- rick flair Jeff came out <laughs> and it couldn't
1: be better <laughs> i literally remember the summer of 2016 being the best summer of my entire life and for some mm-hmm. reason that's a shared experience among every i don't know what it was about 2016 it was such
2: the peak of just you felt peak of high school you're really happy you're surrounded by all your friends it hadn't really hit you I guess for me I hadn't really thought about the impending college thing yeah yeah. I was just enjoying my time and I think now when thinking back about oh I was 2016 so iconic for me it was like I was just so happy spending Mm -hmm. my time I didn't really have any worries that's so like that's so cringe to say I feel like but it was like (laughs) no worries worries. hakuna matata hakuna matata (laughs) good it was really it was truly in really good vibes that's how I feel
1: So we're going to make 2024 the same energy as 2016, except we've already gone through all our life lessons. Well, not all of them, but like we've gone through our (laughs) life lessons, we've grown and we've learned. And now we're going to have a reboot of 2016. Except yes,
2: in 2024.
1: Yes. How many years later is it? No. Eight years later? Eight
2: years later. That's insane. (laughs) That's That's crazy.
0: That is literally insane. Probably one of my bigger gumption moments that I can think of is I went skydiving two summers ago. Dang. Yeah. For my birthday, for my 22nd birthday. It was so fun. I've been wanting to go forever. I love heights. I go waterfall repelling and things like that. Wow. And so I always wanted to go skydiving, never just did it. And then I saw a Red Bull video where they had a professional skydiver whose name's Felix. He jumped from space built a rocket ship and they put him up and he broke through the atmosphere and he jumped from up there and landed and it was crazy and then the, that night I booked a skydiving appointment and then went and it was so awesome and it was here you could see the Cleveland skyline talk about being spontaneous Savannah um, yes. <laughs> yeah wait, that's I so sick that's one of my only things that I can think one of the few moments in my life where I've ever seen something and just did it the next day wow
1: when you said I don't really know if I have one then when you said you went waterfall repelling like That's so cool. I've never even heard of that. What is that? Yes,
0: it's kind of like when you rappel down from rock climbing. So it's bouldering down on a harness. But I do a lot of adventure sports for wheeling and archery. She does it all. That's really cool. <laughs> like, simple. I don't know a lot of people that do that kind of stuff. My dad is, my dad and my dad's side of the family are really into adventure sports. And so, like, my papa, super big motorcycle rider, and my dad got his first bike when he was eight. And so, he's just always been around that kind of stuff and snowmobiles. And so, my sisters and I just do that.
1: That's very cool. That's very gumption. And there you have it, gumption listeners. That concludes episode 26 Out with Comparison, In with Spontaneity. And as you can tell, Savannah and Isabel are so fun to be around. They're great friends, so I'm very happy that they agreed to be on the show. We actually have an hour's worth of content that didn't even make it into this episode because we had like a three-hour long interview, so... TBD, there might be a part two in which it would be equally as funny and cover even more topics. I hope that you all rung in the new year with some fun and happy celebrations and that you are thinking about ways you can be the main character of your own life this year. Hopefully, Gumption will help. I'm also super psyched about how many of you have bought merch because it is so cute. I'm currently wearing my pink Crew neck sweatshirt with the orange winky face logo on the front which has quickly risen to the top of my sweatshirt rotation because it is so comfortable and so many of you have reached out after your merch came and said that yours was also comfortable so i can confirm that all the styles look great, and feel great, and I just could not be more excited. If you haven't secured your Gumption merch yet, no worries. You can go to the link in our bio on Instagram, at GumptionPod, and if you're not already following, please give us a follow. If you have been on the show and you're buying merch, we have a special offer for you. DM us on Instagram for your discount code, and you can get 10% off. As always, I'm your host Lil, and I'm wishing you all the best, and and your biggest cheerleader. Love you guys. Till next time. Bye!